killers, murderers, decoding the crime verse. 911, what's your emergency? Welcome back to another episode of Decoding the Crime Bros. I am Danny and I'm joined with... Fearless Eagle. That is correct. And before we start, I have to tell you a story. I'm at a dancing studio and we've had exams going on. So when there's exams, <laughs> I'm at the studio. I help run them, like let the girls go in at the right time, make sure the music yeah. is working, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I had to be there at one o'clock. Mm, okay. So, well, I had to be there by one o'clock, but I thought, you know what, let me go early. Um, I can clean up a little bit, whatever, whatever. So, I leave my house at 12. Now, it normally takes me 11 minutes 11 to get to my minutes. job. It took sure. me an hour and 15 minutes. Why, you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked because I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I hit traffic on the highway. Now, first Ooh. of all, at one o'clock in the afternoon in South Africa, for those who don't know, there's not much traffic because everyone's mm. at work. So, you're not yeah. often going to hit traffic. If you're out the house at 7 o'clock in the morning or like 4 p.m., Lord help you because you can sit forever. Yeah. But you know, 1 o'clock is like Mm. not bad. And it's sometimes on that highway, on the off-ramp, there is a bit of traffic, but it never goes as back as where I got stuck. So I was like, what is going on? So I'm like, okay, I put on my GPS. It says I'm still going to get there by 1 o'clock. So I'm like, you know, it's fine. Let me just jam to some music. Okay. Okay. Anyway, I get to the off-ramp like half an hour later and the entire off-ramp is closed. Sure. Police cars parked like sideways so no one can come there. Mm. And then there's crime scene tape. Hey, and then cool. there's, you know, the little yellow cones they put yeah, like yeah. where evidence is. So I yeah. can see up the highway. But now I'm thinking, how am I supposed to get off the off-ramp? How am <laughs> I supposed to get to dancing? Because now yeah. I have to stay on the highway. So anyway, I'm like, you know what? I'll go to the next off-ramp. But mm. apparently everyone had that same idea. So every that off-ramp was then blocked. Ooh. So then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the next off-ramp. Ooh. So I go to the next off-ramp, which if you... It's actually flipping far away, okay? It's sure. like... It's it's like a, a... I mean, you're on the highway. 10 minutes is a long way on a highway, especially mm. when you're driving 120. It's a far distance. So I get to the next off-ramp. I go off and then I turn around and I go back on the highway on the other side. Okay. And then I get to the place where I need to be and I drive past and there's even the guys in, you know, the forensic suits, you know, mm-hmm. they wear those forensic okay, suits. Okay, okay, so okay. Like, what okay, the hell yeah. is going on? There's only one car, so it's not an accident because if it's an accident, there's two yeah, cars yeah, yeah, yeah. and obviously there were no like um, ambulances mm. or anything, just police and stuff. And it was also weird because when I was stuck in that traffic, police were coming up the emergency lane and so I thought it was an accident because, mm. you know, they yeah. always have to be at the scene yeah. of accident. Anyway, I get to dancing. I was late. But anyway, no, there'd been a shooting Mm-mm-mm. on the so flipping just... off-ramp of the highway. So like, <laughs> what are you doing shooting people on the off-ramp of the highway? Please explain to me. Like, what was uh, the point? The, so that's the, the why I was, was running so away. What I suspect happened was I think there's two options. The one thing I think was because there's only one car. I'm assuming people came, shot the people and drove Ooh. off. Okay. Okay. I see. So it could have been like a hit. Mm. Or my dad said maybe there was also only one car. Maybe the police were chasing down or looking for suspects and then it happened. But I think it was more likely that they uh, someone pulled up next a to hit. them, shot them, and drove off. 
Yeah. And yeah. then in the panic and everything, everyone okay, was like, what definitely the hell? I was about to say hijacking, but nah, the the the, no, the, the vehicle was there. there. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's a hit. So definitely, it was very. I was very grateful because mm. Lynette had made. Why well, my boss had made the exam start at one, and if she had made the exam start at twelve, I probably would have been there when the thing had happened. So I was very grateful that none. Of, I was not there because I travel that road nearly every single day of my life, like mm. to get mm. to work. Yeah. So it was like surreal, and I was like. What I honestly wanted to stop my car and look because I'm a crime nut, <laughs> but I couldn't because I was really late. But yeah, so yeah, Danny was like, to, Why? Let me actually see if the news has come up. Danny was like, before. Why now? Why not earlier? Also, I also like, didn't know that they changed that uh, road name because then yeah. on my GPS it was take said take off ram to Winnie Mandela Drive. I was like, Since when is this road Winnie Mandela Drive? <laughs> it was William Nickel, but okay. Uh, so, uh, 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 what did they do to William? Well, they didn't like hmm? William because he William. was out in the apartheid. Wow. Aye, 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 aye. I honestly think things were better back then. Besides the whole, you know. <laughs> Segregation. Yeah. But I think things were better. Yeah, well, the country ran. Yeah. The the values, morals. Yeah. yeah. No, it was better. Agreed. Not now. Okay, there's nothing much on the news about it. So, I don't know. Um, I do... If like, anything happens, I know my t- my the studio's right there. My boss will let me know. But anyway, we're not talking about that. <laughs> There's a lot of murder. I just I right? just thought it was a sorry. Our country has a higher murder rate per day than the conflict in freaking Gaza <laughs> and Israel. Please tell me how more There's people are being, being murdered reported here every day yeah. than they are in a war. Ish. Please explain, because there's clearly something wrong. I just found out that there was someone who was killed. Who stayed in Tuffontaine and then killed next to the race course? It's like what? Next to the race? He dumped his body dead side there by what? the race course. This is why, guys, I don't drive about myself. Aye, 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 aye. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, as a, as a girl, I I'm not allowed to drive by myself at night. Uh, um, I need to be with at least a well a guy. Yeah, and, I, I, and I agree. even I mean at night when like, um, we're driving we're often in convoy and stuff like that. If there's one thing at least South Africans know how to be cautious. <laughs> At least we know. <laughs> yeah, because we know. We know, we know. Anyway, yeah. besides the point, we're praying that our elections next year will yield fruitful results and take Amen. our crime rate hmm. But today, we are speaking about Edgar Allan Poe. Now, do you know who this is? Nope. I knew it. He's a <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he was, sorry, an American writer, poet, and author, as well as an editor and literary mm. critic who is best known for his poetry and short stories, particularly his tales of mystery and the macabre. Hmm. I actually haven't read anything about Edgar Allan Poe, like none of his actual novels and stuff like that. I'm not a, I'm not so much a classics reader as in, I love, I love mysteries, especially, oh, Agatha Christie's mysteries. Mm -mm. Oh, you Mm -mm. must watch Mm -mm. Agatha Christie's Murder on the Orient Express Mm -mm. and Death Mm -mm. on the Nile. And then the third one's just come out, The Haunting of Venice. You'll like it. Mm -mm. Anyway, Mm -mm. sorry. Nash was just telling me before the show how much she's got Uh, into mystery. I've had a good influence. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it my fiance hates Mm -mm. them? So he doesn't want to watch them with me. And then I'm like... (sighs) Missing out. Understand? Okay, but what is even more strange than his works was his untimely and mysterious death. Because, hmm, hmm. you know, you wouldn't be a good mystery writer if there's not a mystery surrounding your own death. 
<laughs> so, it was raining in Baltimore on the 3rd of October, 1849. But that didn't stop Joseph W. Walker, a compositor for the Baltimore, Baltimore Sun. Compositor. Compositor. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Joseph W. Walker, a compositor for the Baltimore Sun, from heading out to Gunners Hall, a public house bustling with activity. It was election day and Gunners Hall served as a pop-up polling location for the 4th Ward polls. When Walker arrived at Gunners Hall, he found a man delirious and dressed in shabby second-hand clothes lying in the gutter. Mm-mm-mm. The man was semi-conscious and unable to move. But as Walker approached him, he discovered something unexpected. This man was Edgar Allan Poe. Now, he often in like the old days, people weren't appreciated in their time. Like, for example, Mozart, we don't even know where Mozart is buried because he was thrown into a pauper's grave. Mm-mm. Mozart. And okay. then Mozart. <laughs> you know Mozart's name was Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. <laughs> like what? Anyway, besides the story. <laughs> Worried about the health of the abled poet, Walker stopped and asked Poe if he needed any help. Mm. And if he had any acquaintances in Baltimore who would be able to come and help him. Poe gave Walker the name of Joseph E. Snodgrass, Mm-mm-mm. a magazine editor with medical training. And Walker wrote to Snodgrass in a letter asking... And I'm going to read the letter. Sorry, run to the man's house and run back. Why are we sending letters? <laughs> this is not email or wh- WhatsApp. Let us take time. But anyway, dear sir, <laughs> there is a gentleman, rather the worse for wear, at Ryan's Fourth Ward Poles, who goes under the cognomen of Egna A. Poe, and who appears in great distress. And he says he is acquainted with you. He is in need of immediate assistance. Yours in haste, as in hurry the hell up, Joss W. Walker. Guys, I don't understand actually how they did things. Actually, how did you do emergencies in those days when you didn't have WhatsApp? (laughs) (laughs) Sent a letter (laughs) with a bird. You get what I'm saying? (sighs) A bird. A bird. Okay, I'm going to walk past that. But anyway, on September 27th, almost a week earlier... Poe had left Richmond, Virginia, bound for Philadelphia to edit a collection of poems. When Walker found Poe in delirious disarray outside the polling place, it was the first anyone had heard or seen of the poet since his departure from Richmond. Poe never made it to Philadelphia to attend his editing business, nor did he ever make it back home to where he had been living. Poe was never to leave Baltimore, where he launched his career in the early 19th century again and in the four days between Walker finding Poe outside the public house and Poe's death on October 7th, he never regained enough consciousness to explain how he had come to be found in soiled clothes, hmm. not his own, incoherent on the streets. Sure. Basically, complete disarray. Yeah. Instead, Poe spends his final days wavering between fits of delirium gripped by visual hallucinations. The night before his death, according to his attending physician, John J. Moran, Poe repeatedly called out for Reynolds, a figure who to this day remains a mystery. Mm. Poe's death has been surrounded in mystery and seems ripe to full pages of even his own work. I mean, it's the stuff he would write of. 
But mm. though his death certificate listed the cause of death as fen... No, I'm so sorry. I can't speak medical language because medical language is medical language. Ferenitis, which is the swelling of the brain. The mysterious circumstances surrounding the death have led many to speculate about the true cause of Poe's demise. So, we have about nine theories for you. Yes, nine. 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 <laughs> yeah. hey, 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 hey. The okay. first one is a beating. Hmm. In 1867, one of the first theories to deviate from the swelling of the brain or alcohol was published by biographer E. Oakes Smith in her article, Autobiographic Notes, Edgar Allan Poe. At the instigation of a woman, Smith writes, who considered herself injured by him, he was cruelly beaten, blown up, blow upon blow by a ruffian who knew of no better mode of avenging supposed injuries. It is well known that the brain fever followed. So she said, Mr. Poe got some handsy with a woman Mm -mm -mm. and then our Robin Hood man decided to beat him up as justice for the woman. Right. Other accounts also mention ruffians who had beaten Poe senseless before his death. Eugene Dider wrote in his 1872 article, The Grave of Poe, that while in Baltimore, Poe ran into some friends from West Point who prevailed upon him to join them for drinks. Mm. Poe, however, Mm. was known to not be able to hold his liquor and could even get drunk after one glass of champagne. Mm. Talk about Mm. a low tolerance, right? After which he left his friends to wander the streets. In his drunken state, he was robbed and beaten by ruffians and left insensible in the street at night so he was either beaten for mishandling a woman or he was beating beaten because he was robbed and mugged okay okay so that's theory number one interesting number two is called cooping now i had no idea what cooping was <laughs> but many believe mm. that poe fell victim to the practice known as cooping mm. which is a method of voter fraud Practiced by gangs in the 19th century, where an unsuspecting victim would be kidnapped, disguised, and forced to vote for a specific candidate multiple times under multiple disguised identities. Mm. Like, why don't just, like, that's a lot of effort. I'm not going to lie. Like, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Voter fraud was extremely common in Baltimore around the mid-1800s and the polling site where Walker was, found the disheveled Poe was a known place that Coopers bought their victims. The fact that Poe was found delirious on election day would be no coincidence. Over the years, the cooping theory has come to be one of the more widely accepted explanations for Poe's strange demeanor before his death. Before prohibition, voters were given alcohol after voting as a sort of reward. Talk about getting people to come and vote. My goodness. Had Poe been forced to vote <laughs> multiple times in the cooping scheme, that might explain his semi-conscious ragged state because now he, let's say they made him vote like 10 times and man can't hold his alcohol and now he's had like 10 drinks. He's not going to be in a great state. And it would also suggest why he was in really strange clothing because, I mean, Edgar Allan Poe, like we said, he was not someone who wasn't famous. Mm. So... He would not be dressed in these second-hand shabby Mm. clothes. Yeah, yeah. Right. The third theory is alcohol. 
So, months before his death, Poe became a vocal member of the temperance movement, which basically was evading alcohol because he'd struggled with it all of his life. Yeah. Biographer Susan Archer Tally Wees recalls in her um, writing, which was called The Last Days of Edgar A. Poe, an event toward the end of Poe's time in Richmond that might be relevant to theorists who prefer a death by drinking demise for Poe. Mm. Poe had fallen mm. ill in Richmond and was making a somewhat miraculous recovery, was told by his attending physician that another such attack would prove fatal. As mm. in, he suffered yeah. this injury, he survived, but they said if it happened, it's like, you know when you have like a heart attack and they're like, the next one would kill you. Type yeah. Of yeah. Ish. According to Wheeze, Poe replied that if people would not tempt him, he would not fall, suggesting that the first illness was brought about by drinking. Those around Poe during his final days seemed convinced that the author did indeed fall that onto that temptation, drinking himself to death. Mm. Though the mm. theory that Poe's drinking led to his death fails to explain his five-day disappearance and, or his second-hand clothes on October the 3rd. It was nonetheless a popular theory propagated by Studgrass after Poe's death. Studgrass, a member of the temperance movement, gave lectures across the country blaming Poe's death on binge drinking. Obviously, to be like now t telling people, let's not drink anymore. Yeah. Modern science, however, has thrown a wrench into these talking points as sample of, samples of Poe's hair from after his death show low levels of lead which is an indication that Poe remained faithful to his vow of sobriety upon his ultimate demise. So I'm assuming that low levels of lead means you haven't been drinking. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming. I'm not a forensic scientist. Yeah. <laughs> Number four is carbon monoxide poisoning. Mm -hmm. So you know when people commit suicide in their cars and they put the, the carbon monoxide mm -hmm. so that. In 1999, public health researcher Albert Donnie argued that Poe's death was a result of carbon monoxide poisoning from coal gas mm. that was used for indoor lighting during the 19th century. Donnie took clippings of Poe's hair and tested them for certain heavy metals that were, would be able to reveal the presence of coal gas. The tests were inconclusive, leading biographers and historians to largely discredit this theory. Hmm. Okay. The next is heavy metal poisoning. Mm. So while Donnie's test didn't reveal levels of heavy metal consistent with carbon monoxide poisoning, the test did reveal elevated levels of mercury in Poe's system. Now, mm. do, you know, do you know why they... Do you, have you watched Alice in Wonderland? I have. Or have you ever heard of the phrase, as mad as a hatter? Nope. Okay. That's a famous idiom, and also, obviously, there's the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. Okay. 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 And that's because hat makers in those days used mercury, and so often hat, ma 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 hat makers went crazy because of oh, all the mercury that okay, they were okay, touching okay. and whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's where the saying comes from. Mm, so okay. Fun fact for you. Yeah. So, <laughs> the test revealed elevated level of mercury in Poe's system months before his death. According to... Semptner, Poe's mercury levels were most likely elevated as a result of the cholera epidemic he'd been exposed to in July 9, 1849 while in Philadelphia. Poe's doctor prescribed 
calomel or mercury chloride. Mercury poisoning could help explain some of Poe's hallucinations and delirium before his death. However, the levels of mercury in Poe's hair, even at their highest, were still 30 times below the level consistent with mercury poisoning. So they still weren't enough to have been like, no, this was a definite mm. thing. Mm. Number six is rabies. I was so scared as okay. rabies as a child. Okay. I read this book. And it had this picture of this rabid dog with rabies. And because I had these books where basically it was famous like scientists and stuff like life stories, but for kids. So like kids could learn about them. And I think this was about the lady who like found the cure for rabies or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I just re- I can still see the stupid picture of the dog with the rabies. And I was terrified, terrified of going by a dog that I didn't know in case I got rabies. <laughs> In 1996, the cardiologist R. Michael Bennett was practicing in a clinical clinical pathologic conference where doctors are given patients along with a list of symptoms and instructed to diagnose and compare with other doctors as well as written records. So basically, like, give you information and you have to put it together and discuss. But without knowing, like... What details yeah yeah so the symptoms of this anonymous patient who was called ep right were clear the doctor said he said that this victim had succumbed to rabies according to the physician who had admitted ep to the hospital he said that there was a lot of confusion and once admitted, EP's condition began a rapid downward spiral. Shortly, hmm. the patient was exhibiting delirium, visual hallucinations, wide variations in pulse rate, and rapid shallow breathing. Within hmm. four days, the medium length of the survival after the onset of a serious rabies symptoms, EP was dead. Eesh. So this doctor didn't realize, oh, he's not actually dealing with some nobody. He was dealing with Edgar Allan Poe. Right, mm. and he had said it was a clear case of rabies, which was a fairly common virus in the 19th century. Running counter to any prevailing theories at the time, Bennett's Bennett, I, I keep tongue tying the word. <laughs> I'm just gonna call him the doctor. <laughs> the doctor. The doctor diagnosis ran in the September 1996 edition of the Maryland Medical Journal. As the doctor pointed out in his article that without any DNA evidence, it was impossible to say for 100% sure that Poe had succumbed to rabies. Yeah. There are a few kinks in the theory, including no evidence of hydrophobia. Now, apparently, people who have rabies become scared of water, which I learned from the Hunger Games. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. (laughs) Right? No, he didn't have any evidence of an animal bite. And people had been saying from the hospital that he had been drinking water up until his death, which people with Mm. rabies cannot do. Mm. Still at the time of the article's publication, okay, Jeff Jerome, who was the curator of the Poe House Museum in Baltimore, agreed with the diagnosis because he said this is the first time someone has made a diagnosis without any bias going into it. Because this person didn't know who on earth he was dealing with. He then didn't go in with, oh, he had an alcohol problem or he had a drug problem, whatever. He went in with fresh eyes, and so he then truly believed that this was probably the result. But um, 
I also feel a little bit against this theory because if Edgar Allan Poe had had rabies, like when the help, that person came to help him, I mean, he would have been foaming at the mouth. Mm. He would have wanted to attack that person, not be like, yes, please get my friend. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. The seventh theory is a brain tumor. Now, obviously, in the 1800s, they didn't have CAT scans or MRIs yeah. to be able to detect that brain tumors. It, yeah. And this is one of the most recent theories about Poe's death. And it suggests that he succumbed to a brain tumor, which influenced his behavior before his death. Because, I mean, a brain tumor can cause weird act, like actions and things like that. Mm. When Poe died, he was buried rather unceremoniously in an unmarked grave in Baltimore's graveyard. However, 26 years later, a statue honoring Poe was set up near the graveyard's entrance and Poe's coffin was dug up and his remains were exhumed in order to be moved to a new place of honor. But more than two decades of buried decay had not been kind to Poe's coffin, nor the corpse within it. Well, I would think so. And the apparatus fell apart as the workers tried to move it from one part of the graveyard to another. Ish. Little remained of Poe's body, but one worker did remark on the strange feature on Poe's skull. A mass rolling inside. Hmm. Newspapers of the day claimed that the clump was Poe's brain shriveled up and intact. But would a brain really still be there after three years of Mm-mm. being in the ground? Mm-mm. I don't see that happening. Now, we know today that the mass could not been, have been Poe's brain, which is one of the first parts of the body to rot after death. But Matthew Pearl, an American author who wrote a novel about Poe's death, was intrigued by this clump, and he actually <laughs> contacted a forensic pathologist who told him that while the clump couldn't be the brain, it could be a brain tumor which can calcify after death sure. into a hard mass. So okay. it hardens. So that would, would be what was rattling around in his skull. Sure. Um, and Pearl is not the only one to believe that Poe suffered from a brain tumor. A New York physician once told Poe that he had a lesion on his brain that caused his adverse reactions to alcohols, as in why he had bad reactions to drinking. Mm-hmm. Number eight is the flu. <laughs> so... Okay, but also, again, this is the 1800s. They didn't have cough syrup. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is a far less sinister theory which suggests that Poe merely succumbed to the flu, which might have turned into deadly pneumonia on his deathbed. And in the days leading up to Poe's departure from Richmond, the author visited a physician complaining of illness. His last night in town, he was very sick. And his soon-to-be wife noted that he had a weak pulse of fever and she didn't think he could take the journey to Philadelphia. He's vis- he visited a doctor and the doctor also told him not to travel as he was too sick. Mm. According to the newspaper reports from the time, it was raining in Baltimore when Poe was there. And obviously with the cold and the rain and the flu, it would yeah. have led to pneumonia. And the high fever might have accounted for hallucinations and confusion because high fever can result in that. Mm. And then the last theory, number nine, is murder. Of course, where would we be without a good (laughs) old-fashioned murder? But in 2000, in a book called Midnight Dreary, The Mysterious Death of Edgar Allan Poe by author John Evangelist Walsh, he presented yet another theory for Poe's death. 
that Poe was murdered by the brothers of his wealthy fiance, Sarah Almira Shelton. Using evidence from newspapers, letters, and memoirs, Walsh argues that Poe actually made it to Philadelphia, where he was ambushed by Shelton's three brothers, who warned Poe against marrying their sister. Frightened by the experience, Poe disguised himself in new clothes, accounting for Walsh's mind and his second-hand clothing. Wait, let me read that again. Poe disguised himself in new clothes and hid in Philadelphia for nearly a week before heading back to Richmond to marry Shelton. Shelton's brother intercepted Poe in Baltimore <laughs> okay, <laughs> and beat him and forced him to drink whiskey, which they would know would send Poe into a deathly sickness. Walsh's theory has gained little traction among Poe historians or book reviewers, and Edwin J. Barton, in a review for the journal American Literature, called Walsh's story only plausible, not wholly persuasive. Midnight Drury is interesting and entertaining, he concluded, but its value to literary scholars is limited and oblique. <laughs> so there's not much mm. evidence, basically. So what do you think? I hmm. think... I got two? I'm probably the one I'm favoring most is the brain tumor. Okay. Okay. Um, I feel... Okay, so if, for example, they did say he went to a physician. Yeah. Before he left. Hmm. Now, that didn't mean it was the flu. Maybe he was feeling delirious and nauseous and then he still went on with his trip. Hmm. But I think that that little lump in the brain is mm. very intriguing because what the hell else could it be it's not like he had a spaceship in his brain you know what i'm saying <laughs> that was such a stupid example but the you coffin, got but my, my, I, I think i mean that would explain the delirious and when you're delirious and in that state i mean i when my grandfather um had dementia he's fine now um it was just because he was on the wrong medications mm. um i mean he said and did things that were insane. Like, mm. absolutely insane. We had to put him in a home. Mm. But, so, then him being found in second-hand clothing and stuff like that wouldn't be out of the ordinary because he's yeah. not in his yeah. right mind. So, I think that's probably the most plausible. Like they said, there wasn't a lot of alcohol levels in him. Mm. Um, I don't think... I think... Like, for example, with the beating and stuff like that. Mm. They didn't... The, the, the guy who found him didn't describe him as bloody and yeah. bruised. Yeah. Like, if he had arrived at the hospital, they would have noticed bruises and cuts. And yeah, that like was that. beaten. So, I don't yeah. think it has anything to do with, like, being murdered or beaten or anything. Because I don't think there's enough physical evidence mm. for mm. that. Yeah. And so, I think either the brain tumor or... Possibly the voter throw fraud one makes a bit of sense. <laughs> yeah. But again, I mean, I Edgar Allan Poe, you're telling me not one person then recognized him walking into the voter? Nah, that, that is impossible. You know what I'm saying? Definitely so impossible. So I think for me, the most likely theory is the brain tumor. I don't think he had rabies and I don't think he was poisoned. Yeah. And like I said, they didn't have stuff to treat brain tumors in those days. So if you had a brain tumor, then goodbye. Yes. Basically. 
Yeah, you got one year to leave and yeah. then yeah. And they they didn't have anything to they didn't have chemotherapy or anything to treat the brain. Yeah. So yeah. I, I and they wouldn't probably have even known about it. Mm. I mean he they could have known maybe there's a, a weird bump on your head, but they I mean I don't even think did they even know what cancer was in the eighteen hundreds. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So yeah, I personally believe he died of the brain tumor. I think that is the most plausible and the theory I think has the most Evidence that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Yeah, personally, I did. I was going to say the same thing. Okay. Uh, the brain tumor. <laughs> Before I went into my theory, you know, like, yeah, my conspiracy theory of, of that, yeah. the last, the last one way. Yes, the brothers are the But no, it's not yeah. the brothers. It's definitely, I go with the whole brain tumor situation. Because, yeah. Like you said, I do agree. It makes sense why in the skull they found what they found. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's basically, yeah, what was happening with him. And yeah, even what you said, probably went to the doctor because he felt like, yeah. Like, yeah because obviously that is going to affect you. Yeah. It's going to affect your health in some capacity. I mean, people with mm. cancers are not people able to run marathons. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. but yeah, I, I personally think it was the, the chief. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, well, that is it for Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, like we said in very interesting, different <laughs> case. These cases are a little bit more interesting, I think, than our day cases because they didn't have stuff back then. Yeah. It's yeah. a much more of a mystery. It's the same with, like, Jack the Ripper. Like, they didn't have mm. the technology they had today. Like, if Jack the Ripper... I, don't, I, I strongly believe Jack the Ripper would not have been able to do today what he did back then. Yeah. Even like someone like the Zodiac and stuff like that. And so, yes, that is the story of Edgar Allan Poe. If you've read his works, well, I hope you enjoy them. It's actually made me intrigued to maybe go read a novel of his or, or two. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, we will see you next week. Peace. Active FM. Radio has never been better.